What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Uh-huh, just a chill kid. I got the cars to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and not your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I will never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know me. Welcome to the Florida Masses Podcast. My name is John Baird, your host. I'm elated for this guest because I have a childhood friend on. Her name is Diamond Blathers. I knew her since I was 12 years old. I'm 27 years old now. I'm super excited for the amazing things she's been doing just in life. But I'm super excited with the transparency and how she got to where she's at right now. But before we get into the episode, we have admin tasks we have to take care of. Please follow us on all platforms at For The Masses Podcast. Our YouTube is at JB The Masses Podcast. I'm super excited. Let's jump straight into the episode for the Masses Podcast. Diamond, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored. Uh, I, I appreciate you a ton. Thanks for having me a ton. Hey, I mean it. You like my show? I do. What do you like about it? I like that I get to learn a different side of you because, you know, I've known you since middle school. So I've watched you grow into the person you are. But I feel like I learned different parts of you. So that's really, really cool. I don't remember getting like the full story about I'm going to say the training school, the officer training school that you did. Yeah. You're just learning how many people don't make it through the process. You didn't talk about that with your friends. So I learned about I it through know. the podcast. And so that's really cool. Man, that's unique perspective because, like, I, I think a lot of things we do, we just, like, you know, like, there's a process to it, and then we don't ever talk about it to other people, you know? And it's like, you know, you know. Right. You know. And it's like, mm-hmm. And then it's like, I feel like this age that we're in right now, everybody's, like, journeying through life, doing different things. And it's like, you catch people up on things, but not everything because it's too much to remember. So it's yeah. like, it's cool that you're, like, documenting, you know, things that you've gone through and accomplished in a podcast. So it's really cool. Oh, I appreciate it, Dimes, because it, uh, you hit it on the head. <laughs> you hit it on the head, Dimes, because, like, that's what attracted to me. It's just, like, having, like, one place where you can, like, collectively place your thoughts is, like, super attractive yeah. to me. You know? Yeah, like, like, and then that. you bring other people in, and they kind of add to it or talk about things in a different way. Yeah, and their their perspectives, and, it, and in a lot of the cases, it's people I know, so it's, like, when we meet, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, I knew you for a while, so Diamond, tell everyone where you're mm-hmm. from, right? <laughs> what, what your upbringing was like. You said my upbringing? Yeah, what was your upbringing like? Okay, so yeah, I'm from Richmond. I've known you, obviously, what feels like forever, but probably since I was, what, 11 or 12, we met in middle school. We're both from Richmond. We grew up on the same side of town, which is the south side of Richmond. And so upbringing... I come from a two-parent household, but my mom, like, did pass when I was in middle school. So I grew up with my dad and my two brothers. So that's a unique way to grow up as a girl um, when you're hitting puberty. But I I grew up in a very strict household, but I had some freedom. I could hang out with my friends as long as my dad knew who they were and had met their parents. I wasn't, like, forbidden to talk to boys or anything, but there definitely were, like, rules <laughs> around them. Um, and, yeah, I just had to really prioritize school because that was super important to my parents, so. Definitely, dog, you couldn't talk to boys. And <laughs> Maybe I just didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I was, I was- now that I think about it, I probably could. I know for sure I could talk to boys when I was, like, in eighth grade, but, like, sixth, seventh, I was probably sneaking. 
You had RBF hard. <laughs> Everybody like, says that, and I do not understand it because I swear I do not have a mean face. RBF hard. I was like, this chick. I was like, man, we ride the bus what together. Twelve year old has RBF. You Are you me? kidding you were, me? You were too mature. You were too mature. <laughs> Every time somebody says that, I'm like, wow. Because obviously I don't walk through life like cheesing, but I don't think I'm walking through life with an angry face. So it's just like, okay. I'm like, yeah, this shit got RBF. Like she hates us because she's too mature for like sixth grade or something like that. Well, I will say girls do mature faster than their counterparts. And you, y'all were just very immature. (laughs) And still are because we're definitely what we do, you know. So, Dime, so like you've been uh, obviously said academics are like super, super important to you. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? And then what made you like continue that? Because I used to cheat off you. No, I'm scared. I didn't cheat off you. Why did I used to cheat off me? <laughs> I might have. I'm, I really so, might have. Yeah. So, honestly, I spoke a little bit about my mom, but like she was like super, super, super into education. And so she's from Buffalo, New York, and like came to Richmond for school. But she met my dad, started a family, dropped out. And so it was always like her plan to go back. But life things work happens, health issues happen. She just was never really able to. So she's always like, I knew like in third, fourth, fifth grade, I was going to college. Like, I don't know what parent talks to their kid about college and elementary school, but mine definitely did. And so she just saw that as like something in her opinion and sorry she really like pushed that one my brother and I and like I appreciate her for that because I feel like I got a lot out of the experience but school was like super super important to her and my dad and so my dad didn't go to college but he always told my brothers and I like okay you need to do well in school because you have a few options when you leave my home it's going to the military, it's getting a job or it's going to college. And it's like, okay, the others don't really sound appealing to me. So I guess I'm going to college. Yeah, I get that. And mm-hmm. and then so and then you so you, you went to Benford Middle School with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you went to Franklin Military School. I did. With me. Why did you choose Franklin Military, especially if academics are your focus? Like, why did you choose Franklin? So I actually didn't choose Franklin. My dad chose for me. And so he, my brother Dante went to Franklin. And so he's like, I know some of the teachers there. I know the staff. I know you're going to be able to focus there because there's not much going on. I think my dad was afraid of me maybe going into like a super huge school and like really getting too much into boys or like maybe falling down the wrong path with like friends who knows so yeah that's how I ended up there (laughs) it wasn't really my choice man that's crazy but it's like I felt a little bit about it because it's like you get there and I'm like okay some of my friends are here I'll be fine that's how that's how it was for all of us to me well I don't know but I got in trouble when I came to shadow so for everyone listening who does it this is what I'm talking about immature (laughs) yeah it's super crazy and they so everyone listening me and me and Diamond went to a military school a public military school in richmond virginia called franklin military academy and it's an alternative school where you have to apply to and if you get in they let you like obviously attend and then so diamond was like really really smart so it's like why are you going to franklin you're super super smart right you can go to like the smart school you know or try to get in like ib program like with my sister or something like that so she came to a good old franklin with us and when i went there i actually uh, got in trouble for chewing gum multiple times after they told me to spit it out with my the person in charge of me and they told me I couldn't come. So it made me want to come more. And my mom, you know, scheduled a meeting and then they ended up letting me back in. But it was great for me. 
but I was trying to fit in and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people have that when you're like torn between not being boring, but just having fun. Cause you forget at that age, you're, you literally only want to have fun and like mess around with your friends and you don't really take too much too seriously. So no, I I agree. I think what really like helped me through like high school was Mm -hmm. like, it was a blessing when I started wrestling because it was like something like for me to focus on. Cause I wasn't really good at it at first, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just focused on that. I think it, it aided me. So dime. So like you went to Franklin military Academy. Were mm-hmm. you the salutatorian? I was, and I was robbed and I would I maintain knew. that until the day I die. Oh my God. <laughs> she was a salutatorian. She, she was she, second to this guy named uh, Shaquille Christmas. And um, he came out of nowhere though. No one knew he was, I don't, I don't think I ever thought he was like, he was going to Don't rub like, it in, Jonathan. Hey, in 10 years, that'll turn to pride. And he was like, I was salutatorian. No, I literally will never. I'm such a smart loser. Even though it's still something to be proud of, it's still like, no, no, no. I literally thought I went into that year knowing I was going to be it. And then to not, it's like my heart. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's good that you're competitive because it helps you like yeah. striving, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, so Diamond, like the other thing too, I'll tell you while we're, you're recording the podcast, but I appreciate you because senior year, you helped all of us ask the SOL test to continue to like go on life because we all would have felt with everyone else hilarious I don't know I just feel like we were around each other literally every single day like when you are in school you're literally live with these people so I really looked at y'all as like my family and it's like okay y'all please get it together you made made sure you you made sure we didn't fail so everyone listening so that's well as like a standardized test we take to like basically say you did well in this subject and you're like your senior year they changed it in our history class so I want to say everyone failed the test in our history class and no one was graduating until, and besides me, Diamond, our buddy KJ, Isaiah, and uh, Ryan, a.k.a. Young Sock. And, <laughs> and we're like, and we're like, well, how, how come no one else passed? Obviously, like, should kill Christmas or something like that. But, like, no one passed it. And we're like, whoa. Anyway, we passed because Diamond made us actually study because we knew actually history instead of, like, just studying, like, the test. So, mm-hmm. Diamond, from me and all of Silverback, we appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I don't know if I went to college. So, Diamond, like, how many schools did you apply to? You, you did say, like, you've been thinking about college for a long time. How many schools did you apply to, and why did you choose the school that you went to? Okay, this is such a hard question because I feel like it was definitely somewhere around 10. Like, I know, I remember going to, like, an HBCU career fair, and, like, that day at this, if you attended this event, like, you got, like, tons of waivers. They were doing, like, on-the-spot mm-hmm. admissions, so... I feel very strongly there are at least like four or five that day. And I honestly, like when I was, you probably don't know this, but I think probably when I was in like middle school or maybe like early into high school, I really, really, really wanted to go super, super far because I grew up in a strict household. I'm like, I'm getting out of here the first chance I get. Yeah. I fell in love with Reggie Bush and I wanted to go to USC. Oh my and God. So- <laughs> And so, you know, junior year, senior year, I'm really starting to like make my list of like where I'm going to apply. And like, you really start to see how much everything is going to cost. I'm like, okay, clearly not going anywhere out of Virginia. I can't afford that. And so I ended up going to James Madison University and I landed there because our guidance counselor who really did not play with us, she really made us 
attend things and just pay attention to different resources and opportunities that were there for us. There was a bus trip to like JME one weekend that I had literally no idea about until the day before. And she was like, why aren't you going to this? Blah, blah, blah. You need to go. I'm like, I don't I even know, know what that. this is. I literally didn't even know. I like that wasn't a school that I paid attention to. And, you know, you really only know what you're exposed to. So I didn't know anybody that went there. But what was her name? Major Jackson. Major Jackson. She <laughs> advised me to go on this trip. So I tell my dad, he's like, okay. He drops me off um, at the school that's early Saturday morning. And I go and I'm like annoyed because I don't know anybody on the bus. Thankfully, yeah. like, you know, everybody has a cell phone, so I can still talk to my friends. But it's like, where am I going? What am I doing? But the moment we get there, I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful, magical place. Like, maybe I could go here. And so you sit through the different overviews of the schools and the programs they offer and all the, what are they called? Like, student organizations and just projections of how their students will do post-graduation it's like okay coming from where I you know where we come from it's like it's nice to kind of get out of the city not that like we're in a super metropolitan area in Richmond but it's still I had never been in a place with like grass that green and the sky is so blue and it's just it was the most beautiful place and it was like the mountains were surrounded like it's like so scenic and I was like I really could see myself here and I applied and I got in so yeah no, that's that's awesome, and it, it it's crazy because like it, they ship you all that stuff, and they got one, they got mm-hmm. one, they got a good one. They literally got one, <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh man, like cool, because like and you and so you apply to ten, and like for me, it's like yeah, like apply to as many schools as you want, especially if they give you free waivers. So yeah, I if it was free. I applied everywhere, but not everywhere because at the end of the day, when it came down to it, I knew like as much as I thought I wanted to be away from my family. I knew I didn't want to go too far. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. So I kept it in Virginia. No, absolutely. And I think for, for me specifically, because I feel like out of all our friends group, like you were probably the only one like just like really thinking about college. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Ryan, but like until like last minute, like for me, it was like I wanted to wrestle, you know, and yeah. that was kind of like, obviously to wrestle in college, you have to get into college, mm-hmm. you know? So that was kind of like how I, I like did my thing. But yeah, so I, I, I was blessed, man, because like, like I said, like you you were probably like the only one in our school, maybe like five other people that actually, you know, had aspiration of college, you know, besides like the grass people who made you start thinking about that, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm grateful. So you end up going to JMU, right? We I came up a few times and we partied together, but you always forget about it. I don't remember. <laughs> so was- I have a really, really, really bad memory. Like, unless it's super significant, I don't know it all. Oh, our night wasn't it? Our, our time at that party wasn't significant. No. Do you know was- how many parties there were? <laughs> it was freshman year. So I, I, I came up and I brought friends and we had fun. I actually had a lot of fun. I nobody has a bad time like yeah, it, was a it is a magical place I really love Harrisonburg <laughs> it was a vibe like I'll, I'll tell you about it like offline please do Kev <laughs> but so yeah so you went to JMU and you majored in I majored in sociology so initially I went in and my major was communication sciences and disorders because I thought I wanted to be a speech pathologist and my sophomore year I really got into like the core classes and I realized I am not so good at math and science like the type of science and math that's necessary it's like so much physics and like calculating wavelengths and the speed of sounds I mean it's it was a lot for me and I was like yeah this is not (laughs) it forget that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not- so sociology and then like what like what what made you switch to that though? Yeah, so I'm like leaving out literally the whole part of the story. So I worked my whole time in college. So I worked in our admissions office because I thought it would be an easy job. (laughs) And I didn't have to travel too far because it was right on campus. So my job was to assist in recruiting multicultural students. And so I would do that by reaching out to students, like high school students and transfer students that submitted their information online. It's like, okay, I'm interested in this school. It's okay to contact me and discuss the school and events and happenings. So I would call them, talk to them about JMU, ask them if they applied, what they're looking for in college, what they want to make, like any answering any questions that they may have had, you know, from a student standpoint, it's like peer to peer in a way I can really give them the real. So that was really fun. But one night we were working super, not super late, but they were interviewing someone to be like an admissions counselor after hours. And so my boss was like, oh, y'all are still here. It's okay to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, what do y'all do? Well, I could hear what they were doing. So I, I started talking to her like, oh, interviewing someone like seems really fun and like recruiting them, just getting to know I, I would like to do that. And she was like, oh, she knew I was like struggling with, you know, my major. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, well, why don't you look into like human resources or an HR major that we did, actually didn't have, but we had a minor, but that would have required me switching to our business school, which would have added like an additional year to my schooling because each major, at least they're like not prerequisites, but definitely required core classes that you had to do for the major. So I knew that really wasn't an option for me, but I knew I really enjoyed like my sociology gen eds, which are just like kind of like the random well-rounded student classes they wanted us to have. And I ended up picking up a minor in human resource development, which is more about like training and process improvement and adult education and learning. And so I'm like, okay, with this and that, I feel like I can do it. And so that's, awesome. that's what I did. So you did that, you graduated, mm-hmm. and then you went into human resources. Woo! Got what you yes, want. Yes, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, hey, I know. Yeah. I know. It's I like it though, honestly. It's a fun field because it's always changing. There's like people. new employment laws every single day, absolutely. Like it's really interesting how things around the world, whether it's like political events, like social issues, it really trickles into the workplace and you have to create new policies around it and figure out, you know, how to engage with your employees, what's going on in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And so so now you're actually in a field and now you're navigating through the field and like you're understanding like what it really means to be an HR professional, you know? Mm-hmm. So so like where do you see yourself going in HR? So, I could see myself being a consultant cuz that's what I really like to do. My first job was with a staffing firm, and so I got to work with a lot of different companies at once. That I did not like because It was more of like a salesy role where I had to like pitch certain positions to like candidates and just hope that they got it. And so like my success was tied to them landing a job, staying on the job. And it it sounds very easy, but it's very, very difficult. Yeah. (laughs) No, that wasn't something I enjoyed. So I switched from there to like an internal recruitment role, which I enjoyed, but it, it gets a bit monotonous when you're working on the same positions over and over again, working with the same hiring team. Now I kind of get to not really be a consultant, but kind of be like an extension of a recruiter or recruitment 
support system to other companies in Virginia that are expanding. And so that I really, really like because I'm like, I'm getting the, not the, what's the opposite of monotony? Spontaneous. I'm getting the spontaneity that I was looking for. Um, And it's really cool. I'm getting exposure to like different fields that I have no knowledge of, like the pharmaceutical industry and like manufacturing. So it's really cool. And I like that I get to bring my experiences to them. And it's like a manufacturing company. They're like, oh, yeah, we still put our jobs in the newspaper. We do this. And we're like, oh, there's Facebook ads. Everybody's on Facebook. There's Instagram ads. There's all this stuff that you could do to start targeting employees. So it's fun to kind of advise in that way, but still do my job, but work with lots of different companies. That's awesome. And like, I, I think like what I love about you dimes is like how you're always like doing like growing, you know, cause I remember you told me about the staffing job and then you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I found this job now. And then now I'm at something like I like more. And then you're working on your master's, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I like, I, I like that because I feel like it's, it's super easy to get like up just because it's like, you know, a little bit more secure or mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I like love and hate that about myself because I feel like I'm always kind of chasing what's next. And I feel like at this job, like I because my role, like my team at my job is completely new. So it's like I get to be a part of someone that hasn't been in my role before and really make it my own and like shape it and develop it. So it's like that is what drew me to it. But at the same time, I'm so nervous. that I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm ready to do something else now. So I'm really like trying to stay here. No, I definitely understand that. But like, uh, because I'm the same way. You know, mm-hmm. always like, always like goal because goal setting helps you like, and like, so it's like when I said like, I wanted to wrestle in college, like in order to wrestle in college, you gotta, you gotta go to college, you know? So even if you're like, this is your goal, like well, there's intermediate steps in between. Yeah. You know? And so that's, I think I know what I want to do ultimately. I know like a few things that I'm interested in doing. So it's going to take me moving around and like setting new goals to actually reach that ultimate goal. And so that's how I look at it too. No, absolutely. And um, like, like I said, like, it, it's like you're always working on something. So you're doing something else like mm-hmm. when you're not working on HR. So Donna, yeah. tell everyone about that. Okay. So last year I started a business. I call it my baby sometimes, but it's Faith-Based Journal Company. And so do you want to know how it started? 100%. That's what we're here for. <laughs> So I probably seem incredibly positive and like I have it together and I'm all about my goals and all of that. But because I'm so focused on my goals, sometimes I found myself like super stressed out and like not unhappy, but just kind of feeling like complacent. And so I didn't want to like be in a place where I'm like, oh, I could be doing so much more. I want to do this. So I just was like, okay, I need to start my day with positivity. Like I need something besides the shave room and like Instagram (laughs) and (laughs) memes to get me going through the day. So I would read devotionals or just reflect on the verse of the day through like my Bible app or whatever church sermon I heard the previous Sunday. And I would write about it or I would really just write down my feelings. So I started doing that in a planner that my brother got me the Christmas before. So I started this like in January of 2019. And so I just went through the year starting my day with journaling. And it really, really, I feel like changed my life because it made me like much more positive. I really like spent time with myself before like taking in the world's negativity. And so I think that really helped me like be mindful and just really start at a place of like gratitude and appreciation for being alive and 
reading what I wrote last month happening this month and so on and so forth. And so at the end of the year, I'm like, wow, this is like impressive. I want to do something with this, but I didn't really know what. So I started talking to, I think my brother was the first one I told because I told him everything. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, you should make a journal. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I started Googling and just thinking about how I could actually do that. And I decided to do it. So now that's awesome. It's a beautiful product. And so like, what, how did you come, like, how did you find like the, like the actual book? Like how did you make, do you make the book? Yeah. So what's funny is this all happened between like deep, no, not really in December of 2019, probably January, 2020, before I knew what was about to happen in 2020. So I'm like, I don't really do much in the winter anytime. It's like anyway, cause it's like cold and there's nothing really to do outside. So I'm just like, like on YouTube looking at how other people have made like planners and journals and things like that. And I'm like, okay, I can teach myself in design knowing I don't have a design background. And so I tried and tried and tried and I'm like YouTubing, how do you do this? How do you change the color? How do you, it was a lot. I'm really good at Canva. And so Canva is something that I use for like personal projects, like invitations for like birthday parties, or just if I want to make like a cute happy birthday to somebody in the family. Like, and I realized I can use something that I know already pretty well to make something that I know I want to create. And so I just started in Canva. It's like using what you know. And I just downloaded everything. Essentially, printing companies, all they really need is a PDF version of whatever you're trying to create and then they can bind it together for you. And that's what I did. That's awesome. So it's like mm-hmm. something like you figured it out. You was like, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Yes, YouTube. <laughs> yes, YouTube. That's awesome. So like, how, how are you marketing it? Like, how are you like doing these other aspects of the business? Yeah. So definitely social media is a huge help because it's like, how do you, obviously every single customer isn't going to be every single person that I know. Like I have to eventually expand beyond that. And so social media is helpful with that. Thankfully, my friends and family are very supportive. So when I do create something or post something, they share it. So it gets exposure that way, like through word of mouth. I run a few ads on Instagram and Facebook just because sometimes they offer promotions where they're free. And I'm, I really just want to learn about how advertising and marketing in that way works because yep. I don't have that background. So it's literally like just trial and error and then taking advantage of opportunities like this. Like today, it's so funny because like you're one of my best friends and I have a friend named Diamond that's also my best friend. And so she has like a social media management slash virtual assisting business. And she's like, Hey, I'm doing this thing where like I have former clients and friends or whoever other business owners like take over my Instagram and like show what they do in a day. And I'm like, okay, I don't really like to do all that, but it's my friend. I'm going to do it. And it's a chance for other people to see, you know, my page that may not have seen it. And so I did that. And then you reached out about your podcast. I'm like, what another great opportunity. So it's just seeking new opportunities like that. Um, I haven't done too many events just because I'm super, super introverted. And sometimes being a salesperson (laughs) overwhelms me. I did one back in December in DC. That was a lot of fun though. So I'm looking for one that like really aligns with my schedule to do again because I enjoy stuff like that like I wouldn't naturally just be like okay I'm about to do this and talk to 50 people and sell how many ever journals and notepads and x y and z but if I find one that's hosted by an organization that I really like or by someone that 
I'm supportive already. And I feel like our values and desires kind of match. It's like, okay, I would support this event. I would want people here to support me. So Oh, that's, awesome. that. <laughs> that's awesome you're, you're growing you're stepping out there and doing things mm-hmm. that you normally wouldn't do yeah it's literally like if I've never had the desire to start a business before and it it's really interesting that it's become such like not a huge part of my life but just something like I really enjoy doing and talking about and just creating new things Nine, it forces you to go it forces you to figure mm-hmm. something out right Some mm-hmm. figure something out tough that you don't know anything about Mm-hmm. Uh, and it forced you to like start talking to people and like if you're an introvert that's not as always fun right no I actually hate it <laughs> I feel like I'm an introverted extrovert yeah I understand like, trust me yeah do you know okay <laughs> yeah, know. you know so then so diamond there's like a there's a there's a wine thing you do on Instagram too Yes. So my other thing, (laughs) my friend Whitney and I, we love wine. We started drinking wine like in college and watching The Real Housewives. Like that's how we really bonded and became besties. (laughs) It was like two guilty pleasures of ours. And so we kept doing that. And when, of course, when we were of age, we were able to go to different wineries. And that's something we really love doing because you get to usually, hopefully if it's like a small place, like we have so many in Virginia, you can potentially talk to like the owner of the winery or the winemakers themselves. And they love answering questions about wine. And so her and I just started doing that. And you said, you know what, but the thing is about the wine industry, you never really see people that look like you owning the place or being, you know, a winemaker or even like a server, serving the wine and explaining about it. And it's like, okay, I kind of want to get a certification in this. I kind of want to learn more about this. I actually want to make a wine one day. So that's like our thing is to do like wine tastings. And so the goal initially was to highlight different winemakers, maybe like smaller brands that didn't, one we hadn't really heard of so other people may not have heard of them people like similar to our age black winemakers women winemakers because it's a heavily male dominated industry but then we also expanded it to include other businesses so maybe you make a drinking game or maybe you make drinking like tasting cards for people that have like events and different spirit-based events we had two friends of ours that are in like the nutrition and fitness space to just talk about okay like how do you balance this out like if you're dedicated to health goals and like fitness does this mean you can't have alcohol at all like help us navigate this what are some good choices to make when it comes to drinking so that's something i really enjoy too i'm like i was on that line i knew you the whole time not the whole time you didn't find (laughs) yourself but we can talk about that offline Mm -hmm. no 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 but um, no, that's awesome. So it's like, so like, do, do you go live on Instagram like once a week? Like every it's once week? a month. Once a oh, month. Once a month. Yes. So Except in August. Late. No, we actually don't get lit. Get <laughs> if we do get lit, if we do get lit, it's definitely by accident because I literally hate being drunk. But sometimes wine really does like hit you. Like when you're just sitting there just talking and drinking, <laughs> it'll it'll definitely sneak up on you. But when we're literally just having a tasting, we don't drink that much. Like the wine we had, was that the first week in July? Our last one? Pretty sure. I still have it in the fridge. Like I didn't even finish it because we only, you know, tasted it. And I try to really only drink on the weekends. So 
Man, that's awesome. It sounds like you're combining your passions and, you know, finding I cool am, yeah. Players. That's beautiful. It's fun. And I'm doing it, like, with my friends. Now, that's the other part that's really, really not, fun. It sounds like you got to turn that wine, the wine um, thing, into a podcast. You think so? And so it's like, we we really toss, because it's like, you, I feel like wine is such a part of like being there and seeing it. Like you see, you swirl, you sip. Um, (laughs) So we thought about a YouTube, but it's like, also then we have to learn video edit, editing and recording and introductions and transitions. It's like with Instagram live, like it's fun because it's like natural and it's authentic. We obviously like make up questions. So we aren't just blindsiding people, but it, it's really like genuine and so that's what's really fun about that well but we'll whoa. see because we can't save it from instagram and that's the one thing that sucks like you won't be able to like archive and like document and like switch it to a new platform you would have to like start from scratch almost yeah you cannot screen record you can screen record it or i or, know but we have a struggle every single time I believe. <laughs> we just gave up <laughs> or 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 you like i've obviously let you get another phone uh, mm-hmm. set that aside and you report yeah. that and it, you guys are going live anyway so it's not like there's yeah. much editing you would do yeah and there's like freelancers you can use while you while you learn mm-hmm. you know yeah but yeah so i that's what i that's what i think you guys should do hey but you don't have to take my opinion okay. no it's definitely something we've talked about it's just it's funny you say that it's like the first time i have a phone and i have an ipad and so it's like we use either both of our phones if it's just going to be us or we use like one phone to stream and then we have that other person joining us on the live and then we'll use the second phone to like answer questions and try to you know read the comments and interact with people that way and then I would try to record on my iPad or my computer but it's like there's always like a delay where like you can hear the sounds a little bit before the video catches up or the iPad will literally die and be like oh 20% left so it like paused and it stopped in that little power alert is up about your battery or you save it or you think you saved it but your space is gone and so you don't have anything like it's really really hard but we'll see our next event is actually like an in-person kickball game and it's gonna be like a water kickball game so it's gonna be fun and we're just gonna drink like canned wine and have fun hopefully not hurt ourselves but we'll post some pictures and some videos from that because it's almost been a year i think we started in october last year am i am i invited well yeah absolutely that's what i'm telling you but you'll see the official flyer on saturdays and we're gonna post it (laughs) yeah no i wonder i'm 100 down i think it's an amazing idea to be honest like you can make a podcast show like women and wine, women and wine. So, you know, you just think about it, let it reminisce. But Diamond, tell everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, before you tell everyone, like your social <laughs> stuff like that, give everyone something like one thing that you want to leave them that'll help them like get started on their goals or like their dreams, their aspirations, or try to get unstuck. What would you tell them? How to get unstuck. I love that question. For me, it's writing down what you want to accomplish that's been super 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 transformative for me because it literally is nothing at least for me more satisfying than going back to something you wrote down a month ago three months ago last year and saying like oh in 2021 I want to do this in 2022 and actually it happening 
Yeah. It's like you literally, not that you spoke it, you literally wrote it into fruition. And so, of course, it's not just you. Like, I obviously believe in God and, you know, his place and his plans for us in the world. But just seeing what you can do when you really set your mind to something and work towards something and really commit to doing it and having faith in yourself, it's the most amazing thing ever. And so for me, it's really just write down what you want to see and make it happen, really take steps to working towards it. And believe it. Like, don't just write and be like, okay, I'm about to do this. And then put it away and never come back to it. Like, really? <laughs> Say what yeah. you're going to do. Write about how you're going to do it and do it. Absolutely. See how you do it. It's amazing. Get the taste of achievement. Yeah, the taste, taste of achievement. You want to keep on getting, you know? Mm-hmm. And on Diamond, where can people find you? Where can people find your your um your companies like what like what, what's your social media? absolutely so my personal instagram is dx noel dx n-o-e-l-l-e and so that's where you'll find me and whitney going live once a month you can watch like all of our previous tastings and then also this is linked in my bio but it's faith-based journal co that's where you'll find the instagram for my business and photos of all of our products i have t-shirts for ladies primarily Mugs, journals, notebooks, notepads, so much. So that's awesome. And then there's a wine Instagram. There isn't a wine Instagram. We use it through our um, personal. So once you okay. go to my personal, you'll find it in my bio. I have like a highlight of all the tastings that we've done so far. No, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. this has been a great episode. I just want to tell you, I'm super proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thanks for having me. Seriously. I, I was like, oh, now you want me on the podcast. Yes. Get her on. <laughs> yes. Get her on. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm very proud of you. And um, I, I pray for more success for you. Okay. Thank you. And same here. I'm truly so proud of you. Like every time I see, I, I know it's not called a pinning ceremony, but I guess it's like a promotion. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, oh my God, look at my friend. Wow. <laughs> because I remember you on the bus being annoying, getting put off, getting sent out the class in the hallway. People don't know. People don't You've know. You've come man. so far and I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I feel like all of our friends are really amazing. So it's a blessing to see. No, absolutely. And Diamond, I love you and thanks for jumping on the podcast. Love you too. Thanks for having me. Wow. Wasn't Diamond amazing? Didn't she have such a enthusiasm about herself, about the things she's doing, about the progress she's making? And, and that's what excites me about steady progress, incrementally working towards your goals. And she had a dream. She had a vision and she wasn't afraid to pursue it. I'm super excited. Thank you for listening for the Masses Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever and always.